This episode is presented by Wild CBD. Wild produces the best tasting edibles on the market using real fruit and all natural flavoring. With flavors inspired by the Pacific Northwest, high quality ingredients, real fruit, and consistent dosing. Wild has become one of the leading cannabis edible producers in the country. Wild's new CBD line currently offers real fruit infused gummies in blackberry, huckleberry, lemon, and raspberry, and CBD infused sparkling water in raspberry, lemon, blackberry, and blood orange. Each gummy is dosed with 25 milligrams of CBD and can be purchased in a bottle of 10 or 20. Wild CBD is offering our listeners 30% off their next purchase from wildcbd.com using the code POD. That's P-O-D for 30% off your next purchase. Wild CBD products are intended for only use by individuals aged 18 and older. Wild CBD products should only be consumed as directed on the label and should not be used if you are pregnant or breastfeeding. All wild CBD products are made with ingredients containing zero THC. Consult with the health professional prior to using wild CBD in combination with any medications or any dietary supplements. Speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Carefully you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Welcome to Boot to the Face, episode 113, with your hosts, Chris Rucker and Marty Vasquez, here on Full Press Coverage, FullPressWrestling.com, and the Full Press app on Apple and Google Play. Marty, how the hell are you doing? I am doing pretty good. Pretty good. Nothing really to complain about. It's been a long-ass week. You can't be lying about that. Um, three weeks away, time counting down. Um, uh, yeah, dude, man, this, this week's uh, been exhausting, but I feel like I am ready. Got everything done for the most part. Um, work was, was pretty good this week. It was a long week, man. That's all I gotta say. It's like, damn, I look back and I'm like, shit, it's only, I've only been, I was off Thursday, Friday, like usual. I'm like, I've only been at work for one day and it already still feels like a long ass week. Um, yeah, that's, that's that, man. How about you? It's been good. I took Friday off. I had, uh, had to stay home and play daddy, daddy principal on Friday. Um, so that was, how was that? How was that? Interesting. I can Uh, imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but the week's been all right. I've work's been fine. Uh, the wife right now is out with her friend. They're having like a girl's day. They do that like once a month, and uh, so it's quiet around here. The kids kind of leave me alone when my when my wife's not here, so I can just do my thing. And they all of a sudden they become real independent when it's just me. But like when my when my wife is here, they're like, "I need you to do this. I need you to do that." And then she does it for them. But they know I'm not gonna do it. So all of a sudden, like they know how to cook and clean and do laundry and shit. It's a weird dynamic. But. As you can see, I've been on WWE Shop this week. Oh, shit. I've joined the Hurt Business with my MVP shirt on. I also got the the Rock and Austin WrestleMania 17 shirt, the fight card. Oh, nice. That's awesome. That's dope. And then uh, I told you last week I sold my, uh, my Intercontinental belt. And then it just so happens this week, WWE Shop is running a big ass sale on titles. So I grabbed the uh, SmackDown women's title that I'm going to get Becky Lynch to sign if we ever do signings again. If, and, if Becky uh, Lynch ever does signings again, I'm sure I could find her like at a Comic Con somewhere when she's sign- when she's doing her movie premieres and shit like that. She'll be like, "You want me to sign this, Rebecca Quinn or Becky Lynch?" I'm like, Bitch, it's a title. Sign it as the man. 
can give me either one of those shit. <laughs> yeah. You don't need any of that. Sign it as that. The man. But yeah, so that's how my week's been. Anything for you? Oh man, see, what am I? No, no, it's uh this week all my money's going to baby prep, man. That's uh Yeah, I uh went walked the aisles the other day and I'm like, well, look at walk some shit. I'm like, well there goes uh there goes two fi- there goes two figures right there. Um, there goes two figures. I guess I'm not buying two figures. That's going to, that's going to take away another figure from my account. Um, all right. So 2021, when I start figure hunting again, got it noted. Look, man, it's just one baby. Like y'all don't have to buy everything. Like babies will be fine. But I just thought about this like three weeks away. We're going to have to do some, some planning and scheduling. Cause yeah, we'll figure something. I mean, I'll be home for a month. So we got plenty of time to figure shit out. You're taking a month off? Well, here's the thing. I got three weeks of vacation, so yeah. I'm stretching that bitch out. And it's the end of the year, so you got to kind of get exactly, rid of it, exactly, I guess. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I've used all mine. Talk about planning. Talk um, about planning. Christmas off? What? Yeah, I'll take it. Marty, where were you at 22 years ago today? 22 years ago today would have been 98. 22 years ago today, I would have been like in uh, sixth grade. No? Yeah. Would have been, no, no, man. I would have, I would have been like in fifth, fifth or sixth grade. Mm. Yeah, I would have been sixth grade no, because no, 99, no. Would, I would have ended sixth grade in 99. So, yes, I would have been in sixth grade right now. And you have no clue of the significance of today. Of this specific date, 1115. 98? Yeah. Um, dates? No, I don't, that is not what's, what happened 22 years ago. We are a wrestling podcast. I understand that, but here's yeah. the thing. I know I know moments, and I know events. I don't, I don't necessarily recognize dates to go with those. Well, no, I'm just saying we're a wrestling podcast. We got a big pay-per-view coming up, Survivor Series. What happened at Survivor Series 22 years ago? Nine... Look over your right shoulder back there. That wasn't that wasn't ninety eight though, was it? Yeah, nineteen ninety eight Survivor Series. The Rock joins the corporation. Oh, jo- okay, gotcha, gotcha. His first world title win. They screwed mankind out of I the title because I have on my oh on my left side, I have the I have the Rock uh, Survivor Series debut. So I'm like that. That was ninety eight. What are you talking about? I got nope, you. Ninety eight. Same I page. Believe. Same page. When uh. The Rock was, I. There's no confirmation of what I'm about to say. This is just my opinion, my opinion only. I think they turned The Rock heel because he was the only one rivaling Stone Cold's like popularity back then. Like at that time, he had just left the nation. He was kind of feuding with the McMahon family. I don't know if you remember like everything that led up to it, but they made him do like a cage match against uh, Foley and Shamrock to get into the tournament and. He had turned on Mark Henry or Mark Henry and D'Lo and all them turned on him. And The Rock was just like huge over. And then they turned him heel, which at the time and looking back was a great thing to do. Like you got two huge baby faces. One of them got to turn heel. But to this day, I would contend that had The Rock stayed baby face, he would have been bigger than Austin was in 98, 99. But Austin also got hurt. So Yeah, I also think that a lot of them turning to Rock is – it's along the same times that um, everything started happening with Michaels, so he wasn't really going to be around, and he was the heel at the time. You know, not like full blown heel, but he was like a heel. Him and Triple H, obviously. Um, I think I think that they felt that maybe that I don't think they thought that Triple H could could really hold it in his own, um, and I think that's why they they when when Michaels they were right. <laughs> Michael started going down. They looked at another angle, and why not? Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, if you have two mega stars. You got on the same trajectory. <clears throat> you got you got to make them collide, and the best way to make them collide is one guy go heel. And um, yeah, like, I think that I honestly I think the, that that uh, the Rock going heel was if they were going to make two, one of the two heel, the Rock going heel was pop. It was, was definitely the best option um, because when that some bitch turned fucking face, that yeah. shit yeah. went off. 
Hill Rock was dope. Though. It was absolutely. I, I was mad when he went back, babyface. When he was just so. I mean, mean that was. Just, I mean, when you think and... back, that's like, that's that's sideburns rock. That's ah, uh, yep. man. I'm not gonna lie. I rocked them long ass sideburns for a long fucking time. Not even gonna lie about that. <laughs> those motherfuckers. I those motherfuckers were coming down to my chin. Ain't no had no goatee at that I point, couldn't. but I had them sideburns. I had uh, I worked at public supermarket when I was sixteen. You couldn't have any facial hair. Your sideburns the couldn't fuck? go past Are your ears. Are they fucking so. Yankees? Yeah, it was weird. As a matter of fact, my last day there, the day I quit, this is the only job I've ever like walked you out. out on. You grew out your butt. You put fake sideburns. I on. had my. I, well, you know, back then I was kind of wilding out a little bit and didn't shave before I came in. I was also working two jobs at the time. And I came in, and I was working in stock. Like, nobody's even going to see me. Like, leave me the fuck alone. That was my attitude, right? And the manager was like, hey, you need to go home and shave. I was like, I'm not going in. If I go home, I ain't coming back. And he was like, okay. Yeah, he was like, you think you're important? I was like, hell yeah, I'm important. And then he was like, what did he say? Now I'm having flashbacks. He told me, like, this is why uh, they didn't want you back up front at the cashier and bagging or something like that. And I was like, bullshit, you just gave me an evaluation like two weeks ago, and I scored high as fuck on all of it. That's exactly what I told him. And my mom worked at Publix also, and she was pissed that I just walked out and quit and didn't tell her. So Yeah, I... Uh, fun it's, times. It's funny because, like, when I started with the company, we uh, we weren't allowed to have facial hair at all. Um, But I got hired on with the full-blown beard. And it was and when I got hired on the day I had my interview, it was snowing everything, man. And so I had a full blown beard. And at that at that time, we always uh, we went to Houston for like a week for like corporate training and everything. And the the story was like, oh, they're so strict. Like if you show up to this, then um, they'll actually hand you like some shaving cream and a razor. Like have you go to the bathroom yep. and shave. I'm like, I got a full blown beard. So you hired me this way, I'm definitely not shaving it off. They can ask me to shave it off. They're gonna send me back home. That's cool. It's on their dime then. Um, and at that point, I was like, I really don't want to be here in the first place. I'm here just because I'm bored at home. Um, and then I got down there, and like there was like we get there. My hiring class, there was seven people in Colorado. Like, all got hired at the same time each other, and so we all went down there, and like three of us had facial hair and beards, and then they they called back. I got a text. From one of the DMs, and he's like, "Hey, man. So just so you know, they called us about the beards. I'm like, okay, what? They didn't say anything to us. He's like, yeah, we kind of told them that that's kind of the, the the way things are here in Colorado, and because we had just become corporate from franchise, and so after that, they're like, okay, they didn't say nothing to us. And then a month later, facial hair was allowed on the uh, was added into the dress uh, SOP. I'm like, you're welcome. You're welcome, America. Yeah. You're welcome." So anytime you go into uh, one of our stores and you see a guy with the beard, facial hair, tell him where, tell him who the founding father was for that facial hair yeah. on their face. When you get home and you got fucking long ass beard hair all over your mattress, <laughs> just know it's Marty's fault. Just know it's First Marty's of fault. All, it happened. I don't package this shit. <laughs> <laughs> you open that shit up and there's big four foot beard hairs everywhere. Just know. You can hit I Marty mean, let's up, be honest. I'd rather, have a be- I'd rather open master. my bag and have a beard hair on than a pube hair on my mattress. Well, Just I mean, saying. have you seen some of the pube hairs on urinals when you go oh, to the dude, bathroom? How the fuck is that? Some nasty. bitches are like, like fuck. I don't how, know like, how dudes. Are you fucking plucking that shit when you go? Like, are you not getting any pussy at home? Like, how do you have pube hairs? Well, that I mean, long? like you haven't shaved since puberty. Probably not. Let's just be honest. Jeez. Uh, the other thing I did this week, Marty, was I started a new show. Me and uh, Jay from Talkamania started the 80 Proof podcast where we go live on Fridays at 9 on Twitch. And then we released the episode later on. Uh, we're doing it under the full press umbrella. They wanted like an entertainment show that wasn't sports. So we figured, fuck, who better? And why not give it a shot and see what happens? So that was fun. Um Jay did a lot of shit with like graphics and stuff like that. That's just way out of my realm of uh, skill set. Like Rain Man, so. dude. Like, I just, he's like, I can just picture like get a couple, of, a little bit of alcohol on him, and then pull the fucker reaches for the sky. Shit just pops. 
so yeah you can follow that at uh 80 proof pod on twitter and twitch.tv slash 80 proof pod like i said every friday at nine that'll be fun and then of course every sunday or monday depending on when i get it out to you boot to the face is released so got a lot of shit going on boot to the face Speaking of Boot to the Face, if you haven't followed us anywhere, you can follow us on Instagram at Boot to the Face underscore. You can follow us on Twitter, Boot to the Face. And you can find us anywhere you find your podcast, whether that be iTunes, Google Play, iHeart, Spotify, um, Full Press, like was mentioned earlier. Get lo- God, Download the app. It's always there at your fingertips. Um, Spreaker is where our home is. By all means, don't be shy. Show up, share, like, tweet, retweet, and give us a nice little rating and review. And just so you know, keep those reviews for Darius coming because those those are awesome, man. <laughs> keep that Darius shit flowing. I want to know who did that shit. We're I want to know that too. If you if you left a review, we greatly appreciate it. Can never tell you how appreciative we are. But if you wrote Darius, please let me know because I need to know. I, that's yeah. just hilarious. Um, when we come back after this first break, we're going to start talking about some wrestling. We're going to talk about Roman and Drew. We talk about the Mysterios and a whole lot more here on Boots to the Face episode 113. Fucking hate Tom Brady. Way to fuck up the audio, Mark. Did I? <laughs> I'm trying to like get a a long pause where I'll know where it is, and you're like, "Fuck Tom Brady." All right, here we go. Welcome back, Boot to the Face, episode one thirteen, where we hate Tom Brady. Apparently, uh, what the fuck did Tom Brady do? Pop up my TV screen. Oh. I mean, just they just keep showing his face, and it's like I just want to punch him in the face. He's got one of those faces that you just want to slap or punch in the face, like you know Eddie Kingston. Um, or Baron Corbin, like just one of those like stoppable faces, you know what I mean? Um, oh my God, Baron Corbin! Yeah, fucking Baron. What happened to my boy Baron Corbin? I don't know. He's just it's Baron Corbin, man. Tell me, you don't want? Is he still on? Is Smackdown? that motherfucker still contract? Like I, I don't know. He had a match. Co- Remember how fucking much I he had a match Baron Corbin, two weeks ago, like six months he ago. Match. He had a match for a qualifier. We ain't seen him since. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I even tried to look things up to see if something happened, but I haven't seen anything come across him yet. I don't even see him cooking on Instagram anymore. Like he's always got his uh big green egg, like cooking a bunch of meat and shit. I hadn't even seen Uh-oh. that lately. Maybe Bar- Baron's gonna about to be repackaged. Fucking, it. have you? Seen I mean, the I new know ins- he's been on TV, but Instagram he just update. Fucking yeah, pissing me off. It ain't that. Why? Eh, I'm, well, I'm it's it's it. the fact that the the search button is on the top now instead of the bottom. It's just fucking annoying. Yeah. Anyways, um, so. Next week, Drew McIntyre is going to take on Randy Orton for the WWE title. And apparently he wants to win this because... Maybe, maybe I might have to start liking the guy now. Just saying. I've been telling you for the longest, man. Baron Corbin's the man. He does nothing but drink like bourbon and whiskey and cook meat. That's why we ain't seen him. He's fucking posting about egg. drinking bourbon in the distilleries. You know yeah. what? Baron so Corbin is Baron Corbin. Okay. Seems like a decent guy. Baron, <laughs> King but King Corbin's a piece like. of shit. That's and his wrestling sucks. But uh, Drew McIntyre wants to go to Survivor Series to take on Roman Reigns. So much so that he showed up on Friday Night Smackdown, Marty, and got put in his place. Quickly. Quickly. <laughs> he got off easy, too. Because if I was any, if I was Roman or Jay, man, I would have knocked that motherfucker down quickly. Um he, I'm verbally though, he got raped. He got like, raped with no lube right then. There, Roman looked at that man with a straight face and said, "Nobody watches Raw because I'm not on Raw." And ever since I came back, nobody even knows who you are anymore. <laughs> and Drew was like, "God damn, that wasn't part of the script. <laughs> like, <laughs> we we didn't go over this shit backstage." So you know, uh, one, you know, at the end of like uh, Fast and Furious Five. Where, like, they're walking back up to the house. Or not five, five uh, number six. They're walking back up, and Tyree's like, hide your baby oil. And The Rock's like, "Yeah, hide your big-ass forehead. And he's just like, I'm just joking, <laughs> man. Like, fuck, bro. Like, why you got to go low for? I was just kidding. I was just doing what Vince told me to do. 
I tell you what, I feel bad for Drew in a way because one, that's true. Like ever since Roman's come back, nobody really gives a shit about Drew. And two, if he does beat Orton, which I doubt, he's gonna get destroyed at Survivor Series. They're not gonna sacrifice what's going on with Roman Reigns right now for Drew McIntyre. Not one bet. Um, so I mean, I, I kind of feel bad for him because he was carrying the flag for so long during the COVID era, and now that stuff is kind of opening up and everything is kind of getting back to normal in a way. Before we go back to getting locked down, but that's a whole nother story that's not wrestling related. Um, I don't know. I, I feel bad for the guy. I never really liked Drew. I've told you that. He looks like a champion. He carries himself like a champion. Like He looks the part. I just don't like him when the bell rings or when he's talking. But Roman let him know. Like You'll always be my little brother <laughs> as long as I'm here. Congrats. You were running the show when I was gone, but I'm back. Like, I, I almost want, I'm like, hey, you want to take Paul Spons to be my belt hanger? Because that, that's, what, <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Um, I, I really hope they, that they don't put the strap on him this week. Um, I hope Randy and Roman, because I think Randy and Roman is gonna have a, would have a great match. Um, yeah, they, they're, they're definitely not going to sacrifice Roman for Drew McIntyre. That's just not going to happen. There's no, no reason for it. Um, if any, if anything, if Drew Mack and, and uh, Roman are going, if he's in that match, <clears throat> it doesn't come to finish. There's Randy or, or the Fiend get involved in that match quickly. Speaking of finish, Marty, finally, we're finally here. We're finally at the end of the fucking Seth Rollins and Mysterio family saga, or are we? I have a We're feeling. Not. We're not. I have a feeling. Murphy's like a double agent, and he's going to get Aaliyah pregnant oh, and then oh, leave shit. her. And it's going to be like a whole plan from Rollins to begin with to make her have a baby at a wedding you want to, and, and, and have Murphy be a deadbeat dad. Not only that, but before that, Rollins is going to come out when the baby's born and like Simba, their baby, and be like, the Messiah has, gra- has graced your child. The kid's going to. Fucking pick Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy over the Mysterio <laughs> family as a fucking newborn. I mean, Rey Mysterio's eyeball was hanging out. Why wouldn't an infant child be able to pick what family he wants to go to? Oh, man. I, uh, that whole segment at the end of the match was just cringy. Like the whole yeah. get in the ring and look at me like a man. You want my approval? I'm like, shut the fuck up. You sound like every douchebag that I've ever seen when I was a kid. Like, just shut the fuck they were up. On, and uh, then they were on talking smack the next day, the whole family. Yeah. And it was it was like watching Jenny Jones. I was just missing uh what's my boy's name on Sirius XM? Oh, damn it. What's his name? He's got a Rude oh. Jude. We were just missing Rude Jude to be on there and roast them all. Cause that shit was so annoying. Like they, uh, and yeah. then Dominic just looks like a fucking idiot. Oh man, well dad said it's yeah. okay, so I guess I guess I'll give my approval. Motherfucker, I don't need your approval. You're a fucking child. You got to give a fuck <laughs> what you child. say. That's like if I started dating somebody and like her little brother came up to me like, ah, oh, man, I know I've been giving you a hard time. First of all, I don't give a shit. Who the fuck do you think you are giving me a hard time? First, pick, pick, put, put your pull-ups up real quick before you start coming to me. Get on my level. Uh, I don't need your fucking approval. Put your hand down. And the mom, oh, Angie, like fucking... Oh, okay. I'll be. Ha- I'm gonna give you a big hug. Get the fuck off of me. Give me a hug. The- She's like Murphy from the start, uh, though. I've seen movies that start out like that, where the mom and the and the daughter's boyfriend are real. Never mind. We're, man, uh, she's old as fuck. Yeah. Well, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> we're gonna stay PG. Uh, Chelsea Green debuts this week on SmackDown, Marty, and it's funny. I was thinking about this, and exactly what you texted me is what I was thinking. Grand opening, grand closing. Like, she comes out, makes his big she debut. She didn't even make it two minutes into the match. Gets injured as soon as the match starts. And I feel bad for It's the same wrist yep. that she broke, like, a couple years ago. So, I mean, not to be morbid, but I think WWE is going to be done with her. Like, she's been injured since she's been there. She keeps starting and stopping. They bring her up. They pair her with Charlotte. She gets injured. She goes away. She breaks her wrist. She goes away. She comes back again. She goes away. I got an idea. How about instead of bringing Chelsea Green up 
every six months. Why don't we bring up Santana Garrett? Thank you. Chelsea Green hadn't done anything in NXT any bigger than what Santana Garrett did. Hell, Chelsea Green lost every match too, except she had Robert Stone cheating for her. Agreed. Anyway, agreed. So I think I think WWE is gonna be gonna be done with the Chelsea Green experiment. On top of that, you know who she's engaged to. So yeah, I'm, I, you know what's and that's another thing. Like I'm surprised like that guy like. I, that's, I I have a feeling like he doesn't want to wrestle no more. Yeah. Like, I mean. You could be right. I mean, he had a limited contract with AEW, and that didn't go nowhere after that. And, like, that, Cody's his best BFF. He's fucking BFF, man. Like, if I feel like if you wanted something, and he did well while he was there. If you wanted something, he would have probably talked to him about going somewhere with that. But you don't see him popping up anywhere. I feel like he, like he I don't think he wants to wrestle anymore right now. Who knows? Uh, I don't really care. I don't like the guy in the ring. You don't like um, in the fucking ring, but yeah, you like fucking MVP. What does MVP have to do with anything? He fucking sucks in the ring. What does that got to do with anything? That's so no, random. It's not. Oh, because I got his shirt it's on. It's not. Well, that's that's part of the of it because it's right there. But we he's been brought up multiple times. I'm just saying. MVP's the man in the ring, though. That little ball and elbow drop. Are you kidding me? This shit is dope. He, he does fuck, jujitsu he and shit. That, that ruins it. Everybody wears a onesie in wrestling. Look at Eddie Kingston. That's a bad <laughs> Don't comparison. do that. Don't go there. <laughs> now you're trying to make me like MVP by putting up fucking Eddie Kingston up against him. Okay, you know who I do like in the ring? Cody. And Cody wow. had a big announcement wow. this week. Cody? You're back on Cody yeah. train? Because you were talking shit. Cody's my you guy. were shitting on Cody for like a month. No, look. Here's the thing, man. I'm honest. When I see stuff, I don't like. I'm, and I don't I'm pretty agree sure with it. I your, talk about your exact it. terminology was. I'm fucking done with Cody, man. I don't I'm think I've ever sure said that. It was pretty. I may be paraphrasing, but it was about the same check thing. the tape. <laughs> I may be paraphrasing. <laughs> Paralyzing, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I may be paraphrasing. You sound like Trump. Oh shit! <laughs> Making anyway, wrestling Cody, great again, Cody. Cody comes out and uh, he's about to give some kind of announcement and all of a sudden this big tall chocolate never mind woman comes into the ring behind him and I'm like who the fuck like I thought a fan jumped in the ring I had never seen her before and the promo was a little eh. but the worst part of all of it Marty to me was Brandy all of a sudden Brandy got her hood card back when another black person was standing in the ring because Brandy's like real prim and proper and she's got all these degrees and she's above everything. And then all of a sudden, you know, bitch, keep walking and I'm fucking Brandy and blah, blah, blah. I didn't like that. I do like the, the fact that Brandy does stand up for Cody though. I like that. I'm not looking forward to Cody versus Shaq at all. What are you talking about, man? That's going to be a great match. It's going to be a fucking barn burner. That's all we got not on really, that? because it's not going to be a risk. Sarcasm. Yeah, that's, it's it's going to be awful. Like, here's, okay, here's the thing about Shaq. You know you here's the thing about Shaq. I don't, I, as a basketball player, I hated Shaq. 100%. Like, to the point where I love the Lakers because of Kobe and all the other guys are on the team, but I hated the Lakers because Shaq was on the team. Um, and I, I didn't really care. I was like, I kept away from them until he was gone. Then I was like, all right, cool. Shaq's gone. I can like the Lakers again. Um, but they, uh, he just, it's like, what the fuck? You have all this talent and that could be mainstaying on, on the, the roster on dynamite, but you're going to fucking take it to give Cody another storyline with Shaq. Th- that, that's what we're going to do. That that's that's a lot of TV that's what time. you want. Like that's you got two hours a week, and you're gonna spend twenty minutes of that week every week for for Shaq because he doesn't have enough on TNT already. The motherfucker's gonna be back at work in a month. So like, what are we doing here? Well, if it makes you feel any better, they did have uh, Scorpio Sky on TV this week losing to Sean Spears. Yeah, yeah. At least it wasn't a clean finish, so I can I guess I can appreciate that. Um, um, yeah, not looking forward to that at all. Uh, with continuing with AEW, 
the main event. How did you watch it? How did you like the Lucha Brothers trying to kill each other, and then the whole Eddie Kingston and Pac dynamic? It doesn't do nothing for me, man. Like, all I don't. That, I don't understand. All that doesn't do nothing for if, me. They're brothers. Why are they trying to rip the fucking masks off? I did. I tell you what, though. I did like Eddie Kingston on commentary with Tony Schiavone and them kind of going back and forth as to why the Lucha Brothers are acting how they're acting. I thought that was enjoyable. Um, the whole thing with Pac, not a fan, really. Especially after Tony Khan comes out and says, hey, make sure you stay tuned to the main event. We've got a huge surprise coming. Oh, you mean the surprise you told us about two weeks ago? When he had fucking video talking about he's coming back. Like, I'm waiting on Sting or somebody to come out. And this little motherfucker comes walking out jacked up to the gills, though. That motherfucker there. Well, he he ain't had anything else to do. He couldn't wrestle in England. Sure. But, uh. That motherfucker is nothing but muscle. I want people to open their eyes up. Open them wide. Because you can love AEW. I love AEW. I do. I love WWE. Um, but open your fucking eyes, people. It's AEW needs to be all entertainment wrestling. Ooh, like if you bitching, like they're no different than the WWE, except for they only have two hours a week, and they're gonna they 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 put the same people the entire time. They have so much talent that they don't utilize them. Um, the same way that WWE did, and but the WWE used to have house shows that utilize them. They can't do that right now. Um, took it took WWE, you know, years to decades before they really became that. Um, AEW did that shit, turned that shit like that in less than a year. So they they had the they had the right premise and foundation of what they wanted to be, but it's like having it's big. Let's put it this way. AEW is a politician. They had their platform. They said their sayings. They shook hands, kissed babies, got on the ballot, got voted in the office, and they said, oh, we got the spot. Well, okay, we're going to go do what everybody else does now. We already got here. We already got the following because we told them we're going to do something. But we're really not going to because they focus more on entertainment than the most – would expect them or want them to do uh what most people expected when they came around they're doing the exact opposite when they first started it was a wrestling it was going to be the wrestlers wrestling show and small entertainment a year later it's completely opposite how many segments now do they do with promos and vignettes and backstage things and mjf and and Jericho singing Sinatra, Brody Lee eating dinner. It's the same fucking shit. And it's 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 getting annoying. It's like I I have 2 hours to watch you guys. And I want to watch wrestling. I want to watch the talent you have and this you keep giving me less of what I'm coming here for. That's I just had a little tangent. I apologize. Well, we're going to have to take a break. And let Marty calm down. Uh and you might find that little rant right there on on uh, some kind of app or something like that. Because I think people need to hear that shit. Because I agree with most of it. But we're going to take a break. Here on Boot to the Face episode 113. How much time you got left? Um, Like 20, 25 minutes. Look at that okay. motherfucker. Best receiver in the fucking game. Hasn't even played all season. Welcome back. Boot to the face. Episode 113. Uh, I tried to get Marty to take a drink during the break so he could calm down a little bit. But he said, fuck drinking and fuck AEW. That's not what so. I said. Don't be putting that <laughs> shit up in me. Fucking. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> uh, put that evil on uh, me, Ricky let's, Bobby. <laughs> let's get to some impact talk, Marty. We rarely talk impact. Um, I actually watched Turning Point this morning. I woke up a little early. And I won't say I watched Turning Point. I watched a couple of the matches that I was interested in seeing the finish of, including 
new uh, ah. WWE, new Impact Tag Team Champions, the Good Brothers, beat the North. Um, I like. I I tell you what, I like the way Impact's tag titles look mm. too. I like AEW's tag titles a lot also, but I really like Impact's tag titles. I don't know what it is about them, but they just look. They look kind of old school to me. They got that little silver finish to them. Um, but, yeah. What do you think about the Good Brothers defeating the North for the tag titles? Um, I like it. I, I when, I'm not going to lie. When they signed and they showed up months ago, I figured it was only a matter of time before they did it and got them. Um, I think it's good. I think it's good for for Impact. I think it's good for them. Um, they're definitely too good. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't think they were completely underutilized in WWE because they did have multiple title reigns. Uh, but yeah. they also, I mean, they obviously could have, they, I don't think they also didn't fit, fit their or fill their potential in WWE either. Um, Look, but I think that, I think that it's great that they got them. I think that they're two guys who do well. I think to be honest with you, I, I like the fact that they got tag team titles. Um, more than FTR gain titles, like it's just I don't know. They're just two guys I'd rather see with titles on on them than the others. Um, but they've been doing it worldwide. Um, Impact needs you know. Impact needs to do what they need to do to bring people to their product, and I think that that's I'm not just gonna say that that's gonna bring it, but I think that's in the right direction to bring eyes to their product. Another title change that took place last night. Deanna Perrazzo is now a two-time, two-time knockouts women's champion after beating Sue Young. And it goes back to what happened about a month ago. Like, what was the point of her losing the title anyway if she's just going to get it back? Exactly. That was, yeah, that was, that was a, I mean, it's a good decision that the impact put it back on her. But I think it goes back to what we said back then and feel like it was impact's fault for not doing an audible. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, you could tell what the finish was originally supposed to be for the original match, and it didn't go that way, but they kept the finish going, and I think that was the wrong move for that. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm glad that they corrected it and put it back on her. Now, Marty, I know you don't watch a lot of Impact, but they have a Knockouts Division tag title tournament coming up, and I want to read to you some of the names that are going to be in here. You got Killer Kelly, who I loved in NXT UK. I think she is a badass. Uh, you got Drake Maverick, or the the Mrs. Drake Maverick, Renee Michelle. And I only say that not to demean her and say you only know her because of Drake Maverick. Most people don't know her, but she's Drake Maverick's wife. Uh, she's an indie wrestler also. Uh, you got Jordan Grace and a mystery partner. So somebody's going to show up the team with your favorite wrestler, Jordan Grace. Uh, Kara Hogan, who I love, your girl, Tennille Dashwood, and uh, Deanna Perazzo is actually also in the in the tournament. So she could walk away as a double champion if her and her partner win. Uh, then you got Taya Valkyrie. You got, you got some good women in this match or in this tournament, and that starts Tuesday. So with all the women wrestling that they got and the good wrestling that they have, I'll ask you, Marty. Is it time to start watching Impact for you? Um, with that tournament, it absolutely is. Because I saw that earlier, too. I saw like they were having that tournament and the list of names on there. Um, that definitely intrigued me. Um, all those names, with the exception of a couple. And you know, fuck you for that one comment. Do I, do I look like fucking Chaos Theory? I don't, I don't think I do. Um, love you, Mike. DC? Uh, DC loves me. Jordan Grace. But, uh, does he? Uh, yeah, buddy. Jeez, man. DC loves him some Jordan Grace. I don't know if he's got anything to do with her ring work or not. <laughs> that boy loves some Jordan Grace. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously he said Tennille Dashwood. I love Tennille. Um, Kira Hogan. I love Kira Hogan. Um, even from I, – I, I've always been a fan of her back when I watched her on Women of Wrestling. Um, yeah, man, that, that, that tournament definitely intrigues me enough to watch it, and I think I'm going to do my best to watch that. The only thing I don't like about Impact is – as far as everybody has come in the COVID era to turn on impact after you watch AEW, after you watch SmackDown and NXT and uh, raw, and you see all these people that have, they've incorporated fans one way or another into the arena. And then you tune into impact and it's just a quiet, empty, dark arena. 
it just the aesthetics. Done. If this would have been at the beginning of COVID when everybody was doing it, okay. But we've come so far. It's like y'all have to do something. Like do something. Try. Even put the wrestlers standing outside if you need to with masks. Put on fucking or cardboard cutouts or something. Yeah, man. It just it doesn't look. Like I said at the beginning, it didn't bother me as much because everything was so new and we had no clue about what. But now you see all these like we got it. Our indie show here in Canton, I haven't went to it yet just because these motherfuckers that go there are irresponsible. But they've run shows like the past two months with a full crowd in there. Now, seems like a cesspool for COVID for yep. me, so I'm not going to go. But, yeah, I just – impact aesthetically doesn't work for me. That takes me out of the moment. But, you know, eventually I guess you get into it. It's just it's just a visual thing for me. Um. Aesthetically is a good word for our next topic, Marty. Zelina Vega. I mean, she's she's more than aesthetics. I'm sorry, Thea Trinidad. Trinidad. No longer the former <clears throat> Zelina Vega. So was it yesterday or two days, two ago, days ago where she Friday. she tweets out, "I support unionization," and then WWE tweets out they've come to her release ten minutes later. And let me tell you. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch were out in full fucking force talking about, oh, my God, they released her because of a tweet. But if y'all really think that WWE was stalking her Twitter account and then made a phone call to her, officially released her contractually, and then tweeted about it all within 10 minutes, and they covered all the legalities that they have to cover when you let somebody go, how do I put this delicately? You're a fucking idiot. You're an idiot. Agreed. Guess what? People get fired from work. I mean, I hate to break it to people. Everybody paints the WWE as this evil empire, which to an extent they are. But guess what, Marty? You know why I don't have my job stuff plastered all over my social media? And when I do podcasts, I tell everybody where I work. Because chances are I'm going to say some stupid shit that could be used against me for my job. And my job, I work in a, I work in a right to fire state, has every right to let me go if I say something stupid that represents their company in a bad way. Not that she did. And I mean, people have done worse. Like they're still employing Velveteen dream, that piece of shit. So I get why people are upset, but at the same time, it's a job, man. Like she signed a contract. She has to abide by that contract. Her and everybody else that are there. You can't get mad at WWE because people willingly sign fucking contracts and then you hold them to it. I'm sorry. Fucking get over it. It's a job. It's a goddamn job. Anyway. Well said. Well said. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree with one hundred percent. Like, there's no. Yeah, there was absolutely everything was done before tweets were posted uh, for both parties. Um, there was this is what her tweet have to do anything what she was being terminated for? Who knows? We'll never know. Um, I don't think it was. I'm gonna be honest with you on that. Um, last time I checked, that's not that opens up an entire different kind of situation for the WWE. And I'm pretty sure they have a large room of lawyers to get them. Around. I mean, you know, who knows? That might have been a factor into what they were going to lean towards. Um, <clears throat> but there had to be something else that happened. I I don't know. I'm not in there. Um, but yeah, it absolutely. Whatever happened, happened before tweets were posted and that's what people don't get. And that's ridiculous. Uh, I don't, I don't know this for a fact. I'm just guessing this, but if you're out there and you don't like what I'm about to say, I challenge you to go look it up and you tell me if I'm wrong or I'm right. I guarantee you that Thea Trinidad knew what the climate was as far as Twitch and WWE telling people they can't use third party and all that when she sent that tweet out i guarantee you all her subscriptions to everything she does went up i promise you it did when she got fired or released from her contract i guarantee you that all her subscriptions went up big time she's not dumb she used the climate of what was happening and now she's gonna make more money off of that's what wrestlers do this way people she had a fucking only fans posted before Ooh. the fucking tweet was finished typing out. She knew exactly what she, she it, absolutely was capitalizing on that. 
And by the way, this is not like shame on her for doing it. Like I was saying, this is what wrestlers do. They're here to make money. They're not here to be our friends and to get along with us and shit like that. And the more access that they give people, the more people get that relationship confused. Wrestlers are here to take your money and entertain you. That's the whole point of being a wrestler. They're not here. They get you to feel sorry for them and say, oh, I want to give you money. That's the point. So it's nothing bad against her that I'm saying, even though I sound annoyed. I'm really not. I'm annoyed more at the fan for not staying in a fan's place for whatever reason us as fans now think because we have so much more access to everybody that we're in the business. We're not, we're still the marks. We're still the motherfuckers that pay their salaries with paying over our money for the entertainment. That's the dynamic. Anyway, we're going to take a break on boot to the face. Episode one, one, three. Welcome back, Boot to the Face. Our final segment before we get the hell up out of here for the week. I'm Chris Rucker along with Marty Vasquez. Marty's got a look on his face like Tom Brady's on his TV again. So I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, a motherfucker and he is. Son of a bitch. You had it written on your face, Marty. I saw the look in your eyes like you wanted to rock bottom a motherfucker. I think Tom Brady whoop your ass, Marty. I highly doubt that. I highly doubt that. <laughs> hey, Tom Brady beat the brakes off your ass, Marty. You don't, that motherfucker went to Michigan. They ain't even got clean water in Michigan. Tom Brady's a thug. Fuck Tom Brady. You don't just FTB. You don't just marry FTB, and you don't just walk around with Giselle as your wife and not know how to fight. Man, you know what? No, no. She's the she's the. I feel like she's the man in that relationship. She brings home the bacon. She makes more money. She owns that shit. Tom. She brings home the bacon, then she cooks it because Tom Brady don't Tom pay this Brady, shit. Tom Brady is the uh, he's the house he's the he's the trophy wife in that relationship. Oh wow, yeah, because he's got like seven. Oh, of them. wow. <laughs> that was for Ian, Ian Glendon. If he's listening, he's gonna love that comment. Um, <laughs> let's finish up with wrestling, Marty. You said. There's uh, some kind of women's wrestling rumor going on. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. WWE. I just heard that there's a wrestling announcement going to be made today. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've been looking to see what it is, and I keep seeing things posted about it, but I don't see what it is yet. Uh, just curious. Uh, what do you think that could be? Uh, I know Sasha Banks came out the last day or two with a tweet talking about why there hasn't been an Evolution 2 yet. Um, this is the way. You, Go ahead, Marty. Give me your give me your critique on Sasha on the men. No, I'm not going to go there right now. Why not? Because I'm trying to get a point across. I'm trying to ask you a fucking question. Why you got a chance to object? I just asked you one, though. <sighs> Why are you so hot? She's not. Use the she's, force. <laughs> she's not bad. <laughs> oh. Why? That, that looked like that she was so painful. Said, she hasn't really say. talked, though, yeah. I'm waiting to see what, how she delivers her, her lines. She's had, like, two lines. I heard she was done. I heard no, that she's was in, it. She's, she's not going to be back on She's cast for three episodes. Okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah, she's part. I mean, she's, she's part of Bo-Katana's team, and Bo-Katana is a big part of the the Star Wars universe. That's the redhead yeah. chick, right? What was she on? Like her as an actress, I recognize her, and I can't know. I can't place what it's from. And I do this thing where I don't like looking it up. I like to try to figure it out myself. And I've been trying to think for days what she's from. I I feel like. She's from like twenty four or the unit or something like that that my wife and I used to watch. I could be. Uh, I mean, she's been a lot. She's like, first of all, she was like the voice of Bo Katana in like the series, like the in the, the Clone Wars series and all that stuff. Uh, other than that, you you want to know what you might know her from? You might know her from Flash. I, I thought you did. Flash. I thought my you did does. watch Flash though. No, I only watched the crossover. I watched Arrow. Arrow's the only one of those. Oh, okay. I thought you had watched both. I thought you had watched like both of those because of everything. No, my wife watches Flash. Maybe that's where I know her from. Just walking through the room and my wife is watching. Uh, no, but she was like she was in Riddick and something like that. But you you mentioned earlier, like she looked like someone that was in Twenty Four. That's because she was in Twenty Four. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, she was yeah. Go. She was in a she was in a decent amount of episodes. But Sasha Banks was on The Mandalorian this week. Um, 
kicking ass, jumped in the water and killed that big ass fucking thing and saved the child. So now all you Yoda motherfuckers like you, Marty, first you have of all, Sasha Banks. First of all, because if it wasn't for Sasha Banks, Yoda would nah, Yoda would have right busted that motherfucker up from inside. But Yoda, Yoda was, he was thinking about baby Yoda is a little eggs. punk ass little bitch. So that motherfucker <laughs> deserved what he got. Fucking eating people's offspring and shit. Try to steal, <laughs> try to steal the one that survived. What a little punk ass, little bitch. Wow. He maybe he deserved so, yeah. that little punch he got in, back in episode or season one. <laughs> Yoda does not like you right now, Marty. My God. Ass is uh, looking at me. What are we talking crib? about? Uh, Finn Balor is close to a return. I don't know if you remember this or not, Marty, but Finn's your NXT champion. You remember that. And broke his jaw defending against Kyle O'Reilly. And he's been posting workout videos and stuff like that. Because I guess. What's that? What are they called? To get 45, like a, minute, or 45 abs in 30 days? I was, was going to say, I'm not, a, I'm not a nutritionist or a dietitian or a fucking physical therapist. But I think you got to work out to get abs like that. And he's kind of like reaffirming my hypothesis. That you can't just wake up and roll out of bed and have abs like that. So, yeah. Finn's on his way back, finally. Um, what do you think about Balor coming back? I think it's great. I think I can't wait for him to come back. If he sticks to... Who I can't wait for him to come back, back if he sticks to the, to NXT. And Who's he going to... Well, he's got to. He's no, the champ. No, I know. But... When I, I put him down in the notes, there's I was attached to it. So, that's not what I want. Were you gonna oh, well, me? I was waiting for you to, to see if you had anything about him coming back in the first place. Um, <clears throat> no, I'm just excited for it. You know, like like we've talked about before, I love Finn in NXT. Um, I'm not excited for what you're about to talk about. Though. So Finn Balor wants to have a final match with The Undertaker. Everybody wants to fucking fight The Undertaker, which just gives them the reason that he, the motherfucker's not going to go away. I love The Undertaker, but I don't want to watch him wrestle no more. Like, I don't. I've said my thoughts on the Undertaker. I'm done talking about the motherfucker. I, from from this moment forth, I will no longer talk about the Undertaker on this. So podcast. when we you're not going to talk about his match at the Survivor Series, you can. Okay, I'm all okay. ears. Noted. Got it. I'm all ears. I don't want to talk about him no more. The guy should have retired after Roman beat him. Like we shouldn't even be discussing the Undertaker anymore. I'm I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. Fuck out of here. Uh, speaking of Survivor Series, Marty, you think any titles are going to change hands before we get to? the I pay-per-view? don't think so. Uh, what do we got? <clears throat> we got tag team titles. <sighs> I we got tag team titles being defended um, on Raw. We have Drew McIntyre and Roman Ra- uh, Randy Orton. Is Sasha defending her title this week? Also, no. Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought I wasn't sure if she was or not. Um. If anything, New Day might lose their titles. I really hope they don't. Um, yeah, that's. I don't think. I don't. I think it's Randy Orton's going to stay in that match. But I want New Day to stay in there. It's New Day versus Profits is a much bigger match to me than Hurt Lock or Hurt Business and um, Street Profits. Hurt Business are on fire right now. If this wasn't for Survivor Series, I would be picking them to win on Monday. Uh but with the whole thing with New Day and talking shit about the Street Profits and then the Street Profits trying to recruit Big E to give them info and him constantly shooting them down, it would be such a waste of time <laughs> to build towards that and then have the Hurt Business win six days before Survivor Series. Though I wouldn't be mad because anytime Shelton Benjamin's a champion, I'm a fan of it. Um You know my problem with Shelton Benjamin is and I realized this watching Raw last night. I I know the guy can go, and I've always appreciated what he can do in the ring. But his facial expressions and the way he talks, like for me, he has one of he's one of those guys who he's not like his he overacts if that makes sense. And I I can't stand that. It's not just him; it's anybody. Like that's that's a disconnect for me when when certain people like overact their spots. When there's no need for it, 
Um, it just, it's a big disconnect for me, and he does it a lot. I think they dropped the ball with Shelton his first fucking run. Like he should have been world champion back then. He was so over. They posted a. I said I wasn't going to talk about him anymore. Here it is five minutes <laughs> later. WWE posted a a complete match from like 2008 Shelton versus Undertaker going into to WrestleMania, and it was a good match. Obviously, like Shelton versus Shawn Michaels is probably one of the biggest matches, not biggest like in stature of the stars but like one of the best unexpected matches in the history of raw where like it looked like shelton was gonna win and then he got that super kick after doing that springboard um beats triple h on his first night on monday night raw like one-on-one i can't think of anybody that have beat jericho more times than shelton benjamin did for the intercontinental title back in the day like they would only push him so far and i felt like he should have been at least one time world champ even if it was just the world title and not the wwe title he should have had a run back then. But Shelton's my guy, always been my guy. I think, like I said earlier, the fact that Street Profits and New Day have had this beef. But if the Hurt Business were to win, you also have a beef with Big E and the Street Profits with him laughing at them or them laughing at Big E like your boys couldn't even make it to Survivor Series and them being able to talk shit to him. So you still have this dynamic um I kind of want Big E to get away from all the goofy shit that he's doing right now, and which you can see he's, he's he was starting to. Because like you can tell, he's kind of like got a demeanor about him. Like, all right, I'm gonna come play along, but I'm gonna I'm going to entertain you with it. I'm not going to be a part of it, kind of thing. Yeah. So that's the show for today, Marty. Uh, you got anything else you want to hit before we get up out of here? Nah, man, <clears throat> I, I'm good this week. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, gonna be a good day. It's gonna be some football playing today. Packers and no Cowboys ain't gonna. Tony Khan's gonna get an L this week. Hey, Tony, Jacksonville's going down, bro. Oh, is that why you're so mad at AEW because the Packers play the Jaguars? Hey, so you really didn't mean none of that shit you gotta were talking talk about. Gotta talk big, like, bro. Gotta talk big. You know, I, I know as you were watching the scores grow across the thing last week while you were at work, you were like, this motherfucker was right. The Cowboys are going to beat the Steelers. I, I, like, I had a feeling. I fucking was texting you when I got home. <laughs> and you were like, no, <laughs> these motherfuckers are going to blow it something. You sounded like fucking Randy Quaid in Major League. They're going to blow it somewhere. They're going to blow it. I, I well, watch it. Just watch it. They ha- Because – they had the game won and they just couldn't capitalize on certain things. And then I was complaining, you know, in the heat of the moment, you complain about officiating. I feel like the Cowboys fans it did do skew, that an awfully lot. Okay. Well, it did skew towards Pittsburgh. I mean, the Cowboys had fucking one penalty the entire game. And then the fourth quarter, they got five and they were all fucking huge. So don't tell me that it didn't skew towards Pittsburgh at the end, but the thing is, Dallas had opportunities to blow that game wide open. They kept kicking field goals. So, you know, you get what you give. Um, it was a great effort. They tried, you know, with half of their team on injured reserve. Uh, I feel better now than I did. Well, I shouldn't say better. I think Dallas is going to win the fucking division, which I don't want them to do. So I hope I'm wrong with that. But you got the Eagles, the Redskins, and the sorry-ass fucking Giants in there, so why wouldn't hey man, you? man, never know what the matcha might be. They may end up making it to the second round. We'll host them in Green Bay. Anyway, you got any shout-outs you want to <laughs> no, I'm give? good right now, man. Shout-out to everybody listening, uh, the whole Full Press crew, Talkmania, Crossbody, Irish Whip, Chaos Theory. Chaos Theory, the new man. Shave, yeah, shaved his beard off. Shaved, Don't even know who the hell he is anymore. Off. Yep. Uh, shout out to my boy David Kyle. I sent him the the Undertaker throwback. Uh, shout out to Eric for doing the favor who sent me the Mark Henry Decade of Dominance. I haven't received it yet, but I got that coming. I, you know, I was on Irish Whip like a month and a half ago, and I won the figure, and them some bitches haven't sent it to me Didn't yet. They, I thought, I thought I they uh, re-raffled it off the next week. The They're Becky like, Lynch fuck, figure. Fuck Ain't that a bitch? We're gonna put this shit up again for grabs next week. Yeah. So that seems like a calling that, y'all that, out. That seems like a JP thing to do. I mean, he is yeah, a Patriots fan, asshole. so motherfuckers be cheating all the time, anyways. JP, also known as Just a Pussy. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> this has been Boot to the Face, episode 113. For Marty Vasquez, I'm Chris Rucker. Peace. Later.